Um, let me take a moment and introduce our guests that are with us. Our scripture for this series has been Genesis 12, 2. God said, I will bless you and make your name great, and you will be a blessing. That simply means this. Our lives are meant first to be touched by God, and then when our lives are touched by God, God intends for us to touch other people with the same power that he touched us with. In other words, blessing is not just for us. It's not so God can bring something to us. It's so God can bring something through us. And I'm reminded of the story of the woman at the well. You remember her testimony? She was living with a man who was her sixth man, married five times, and then she met her seventh man. Seven is the number of perfection. Jesus was her seventh man. And Jesus changed her life. Her story was messed up. Her story was all about we could only imagine having been married five times and living with somebody at that time. But when she met Jesus, Jesus changed her life. And listen to what the scripture says. John chapter 4, verse number 28. The woman then left her water pot. That's her old life. How many of you know that when you give your life to Jesus, you're supposed to leave your old life behind? Amen? Problem with the church is we try to take our old life into our new life. It doesn't belong there. You got to leave it behind. She left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the, all of the men, now everybody knew her, right? They said, come see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Imagine a woman that's been around saying, come see a man. How many of you know that probably didn't have that much credibility? But what did have credibility is the change that they saw in her. And she said, could this be the Christ? And they went out of the city and they came to him. And if you read later on, it says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. Her life was touched by Jesus. She turned around and touched an entire city. She understood she was blessed to be a blessing. And that's really what this whole series has been about. And this is what the finality of this series today is all about. We have special, special, special guests that are here with us. I want to introduce, first of all, the leaders of the Walter Hoving Home. They are also our campus pastors in Cold Spring. Would you please welcome Pastor Beth and Pastor Tim Greco. Good evening, everyone. Praise the Lord. So nice to be with you all tonight. Coming back here is like coming back to the mothership. Hallelujah. We're all the way up in Cold Spring. You could probably fit about 10 of our churches in this one church. But we're so excited every time we have an opportunity to come here and to see your smiling faces. We're so blessed to be a part of this church. And um, so excited to be here. Beth and I spend most of our time traveling. So uh, we just got off a plane and I'm a little jet lagged, and she's a little jet lagged. No, not for you. She had caffeine. I don't drink caffeine. Praise the Lord. But let me introduce to you my wife, who is the president and CEO of the Hoving Home, Beth. Thank you. Thank you. It is great to be with you tonight. Thank you for allowing us to be here, Pastor Frank, and um, thank you for the opportunity. We really have enjoyed being a part of Faith Church over these last few months, and and um, the partnership's been much longer than that, but now it just got tied together as faith opened up right in our neighborhood. So often when you think about addiction, 
there's three things that they say happens to people that find themselves in that situation. It's jail, hospital, or death. And um, those are the three endings most associated with addiction. But at Hoving Home, we believe that there is another ending possible. Since, two, since about the early 2000s, overdose deaths have increased by 596% in women, compared to 312% in men. But across the nation, there's less than one-third of beds that belong to women trying to get help. There's an estimated 27,000 women who die from alcohol-related causes annually, and women between the ages of 40 and 59 are prescribed more opioids than any other age group in our country. And this group of women have proven to have the highest death rates from opioids. Since the beginning of COVID-19, drug overdoses have increased. The numbers came out last week. There was over 100,000 overdose deaths in 2020. That's about one death every five minutes. If you took Giant Stadium and you filled that stadium, there would be about 18,000 people without a seat. And that's how many people passed away in 2020 from overdoses. Hoving Home welcomes women ages 17 and older from all socioeconomic backgrounds, all ethnicities, all races. We believe each and every lady that walks through our doors is born in the image of God and deserving of his love and his mercy and his grace. And when women come to our doors, their lives have been shattered by trauma and tragedy and devastating choices. The problem often starts in a small way. It's almost an invisible crack in our lives. Situations like a difficult relationship, losing a job, suffering physical or emotional abuse, dealing with a medical issue. And over time, if those cracks aren't addressed or healed, they grow and they spread. And as adults, those unattended cracks in our lives break under stress and strain, becoming unmanageable, and we find our lives just shattered. Pain and trauma often lead to high-risk behaviors in an effort to numb that hurt. And women suffering from addiction are more likely to have experienced childhood trauma, abuse, or neglect. And women who abuse drugs or alcohol live with a higher risk of violence and abuse. In 1967, the Hoving Home began in Garrison, New York. John and Elsie Benton were the founders. It began with a desire to help women that were prostituting on the streets that were addicted And it's a miracle story, and and we have a book you can read um, later. In 1984, they went to Pasadena, California, and opened a home there. In 2006, they went to Las Vegas, Nevada, and opened there. I became CEO in 2016 after working with the ministry for 30 years. So this January will be 30 years ago I walked through the doors of the Hoving Home. Now, I know you're saying there's not a chance she's that old, but it's true. And I walked through the door as a strung out drug addict that had no clue what life held for her. And God transformed my life. Since then, 2017, we opened a home in Oxford, New Jersey. 
2019, we opened our very first women and children program at our New York campus. In 2020, we opened our leadership academy to help develop women. And this January, we'll be opening our next, our seventh home in Rose Hill, North Carolina. And so we're very excited about what the Lord is doing. You know, the Hoving Home is a multi-year Christ-centered approach. We believe that it is Jesus that changes lives. We do not work towards sobriety. where We work towards transformation. Once Jesus comes to your life, everything can change. The women go through spiritual formation. They go through mentorship. They, they learn how to live a, a life of dignity. They get help with GED and career direction. They get life and work skills. They get parenting classes, relationship classes. Our days are busy and long, but we believe that it's routine and structure provides safety and care. We have a wonderful team of people that take care of the women that come to us for help. And we believe that it is Jesus and his love that really makes things different. I'm going to invite the ladies to start coming up as I'm finishing up here. But for over 54 years, Hoving Home has been a place of restoration, transformation, and hope. And with God's guidance, we learn that a path to recovery and wholeness is a process of building trust and sharing Christ's love. Rooted in this faith in Jesus, we strive to offer women in crisis a welcoming and beautiful environment where they're able to experience God's unconditional love and healing. And by God's grace, our ministry has grown to seven programs in five locations across the country with over 26,000 women walking through our doors since 1967. And the impact is lasting. You know, recovery is such a hard road. But for those that finish our multi-year process, 82% of our graduates never return to their old way of life. And that's because they've turned their lives over to a savior. And so I'm going to invite Kelsey to start making her way up. Tonight, you're going to hear stories of God's redemptive hope. You're going to hear stories. And I pray that in this next few minutes, that your heart would be open even wider for those that are lost in addiction, for those that have been trafficked, for those that are suffering. And as you hear these stories, if you have challenges in your own life, may you receive God's hope tonight. And if you love someone, may you know tonight. If you know someone struggling in addiction and you love them and it's been probably the hardest road you've had to walk, I pray you leave here with hope for those that you love. I'd like to um, introduce Kelsey, who's going to share her story with you. Thank you, Beth. Hello, everybody. My name is Kelsey. I'm from Washington State. I grew up in a home with a pretty big family that understands addiction and see me fall from God and walk away from God at a very young age. Um, Before I was a teen, I was introduced to smoking marijuana and uh, later, not too long later, a few years later, I started to mix myself in prostitution. I was on a really destructive path and ended in many programs back to back to back, many, many programs, and to no avail. I just kept going back out and using and, you know, expecting the same thing over and over again. just wasn't working. So my family, they told me, you know, you got to do something different. You need a change, like serious change. 
you need to learn more about God. You need a lifestyle change, Kelsey. So you need to go to a major program. You can't just go to a 30, 90-day program. So after, you know, our little family get together, they said, you got to go to Anna's home. I ended up not going there. And they referred me to Hoving Home. And I was met with understanding by the grace of God on 428-2021. <laughs> met with understanding and, and love that I haven't ha- I've never really had by strangers in my life ever. Um, big blessing. And I've been through a lot. So by the grace of God, you know, that's why I stand on Psalms 23, 4. Um, even though I walk through the darkest valleys, your rod and your staff, they are with me. They comfort me. Thank you.
Hello, I'm Rosie and I'm 40 years old. I was born in a world of alcohol, sex, and drugs. My mom was a full-blown functional alcoholic who did the best she knew how to raise me. She had to work many hours to support me and left me all alone. I was able to do whatever I wanted. I grew up with no guidance. At the age of eight years old, I was molested by a family member and made to watch pornography. My innocence was stolen and my perception of the world was warped. Shortly after, I began drinking, running away, and experimenting with drugs. I would stay gone months at a time and was used as a sex object throughout my whole life. At the age of 18, I became a brand new mom who had no clue how to raise a baby. I started stripping, escorting to make ends meet and support my drug addiction. Because of drugs, my life became so unmanageable that I found myself walking the street in search of my next fix. At the age of 24, I was walking the street one day, spiritually, mentally, physically bankrupt, filled with this deep desperation I cannot explain. A pastor and two ladies had stopped and started talking to me about Jesus. And right there, I invited Jesus into my life. Miraculously, my life did not change. Uh, Matter of fact, I get arrested and I find myself in and out of jail more times than I like to count. I was exhausted. I've been abused. I've seen things I wish I could unsee. When the pain got so great, I cried out to this God I wasn't even sure existed. He was my only hope, and he rescued me. I walked through the doors of Hoving Home, broken, damaged, and truly at the end of my rope. Hoving Home welcomed me with open arms and has loved me back to life. God is restoring my family, and because of the love that has been poured into me every day, I get to pour that love into my daughter's life. The Bitten Academy, through provided curriculum, has enabled me to learn the truth of who I am in Jesus Christ. I spend time with God, allowing his truth to become who I am and how I live my life as a daughter of the one true king. It is because of Hoving Home, my leaders, the volunteers, and your yes to Jesus why I'm standing here in victory. I am truly grateful. I completed my program in July, and now I am a student at the Leadership Academy to prepare me to go into full-time ministry. Uh, I'm just allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me through the plans that God has for my life. I'm being called to street ministry on a mission to rescue women that were just like me out of the darkness into his marvelous light, who is Jesus Christ. And the scripture that I stand on today is Isaiah 6.8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord say, who shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me.
Hi, my name is Autumn. I am a 26-year-old mother of four children. I have a one-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, and six-year-old. My parents divorced before I can remember, and so I grew up in a very large split and complicated family life. Between childhood abuse, losing my innocence from someone close to me, and moving throughout my childhood, living in three different states and attending five different schools by my freshman year, feeling like I never fit in, lacking social skills, and falling in my academics. All of this led to me turning to abusing Adderall to cope, to focus, to keep up, and to try and feel adequate. After barely graduating high school, I was using meth. My life was out of control. Just before I had planned on taking my life, I found out that I was pregnant, realizing that I have something else to live for. A year after giving birth to my daughter, I was still left with my hurts and I became a functioning addict. A year after my daughter was born, I met my husband, Clay. We both had our struggles, but decided to go ahead and create a life together, completing our family of six. My husband's family has a long history of mental illness. A year into our marriage, I started to notice heavy signs and my husband's struggle with his mental health. I did everything that I could to help him, but last year he took his life, leaving me alone to raise our four children. Struggling in my grief, I went headfirst back into my addiction, and I was on the verge of losing my children. I found myself on my knees and was begging God to save my family. Two days later, I came into contact with the Hoving Home and was told about the Linus and the Lamb program. It is not common for them to take in four children. However, a staff member had called me back to tell me that we were being invited into the home. After packing myself, four children getting on an airplane for two hours and collecting our nine suitcases. We made it to the home. I came into the home, stepping blindly into God's direction and trusting him with my family. He brought us into a place of peace, of safety, and of security. We have since then found an undefinable amount of healing, restored hope, unconditional love, family, and purpose. My children are now thriving in a clean and structured environment with actual mealtimes and bedtimes. My children can now sleep in their own beds, feeling safe, without me having to be right next to them or even in the room, with a peace in their hearts, knowing that when they wake up, we will all still be together. My six-year-old, who tragically found her father, has came leaps and bounds in her healing process. She used to have to take care of her siblings, and now she can actually just be a kid. She used to come to me feeling like she has to comfort me, but now she comes to me to find comfort. Hebrews 11.1 explains that faith is the reality of the things that we hope for and that it is the evidence of the things we cannot see. In all of this, I know that God has made an ending to generational curses and a beginning to generational blessings. Thank you.
Cover me up, Nick. There you go. Praise the Lord, everybody. Wasn't that wonderful? Listen to what the scripture says. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. How many of you know the real answer for anybody is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Amen. We should not be ashamed. We have the answer, church. And that's what really this weekend, this whole series has all been about. How can God use us to bring the gospel to people? And so I want to call Beth and um, Tim up, Pastor Beth and Pastor Tim. Would you guys come up? We want to sow a seed into your ministry to help you continue to change lives. And so we have a check here that we want to give to you on behalf of the people of Faith Church for $25,000 to help you to continue to do the work of the Lord. Amen. We all, the Lord also spoke to me. I want to do something special for each one of these girls. So every when they complete, all you need to do is give me their name, and I want to Make $1,000 for each one of them that you guys can use as you send them off because I know you all save money and give it to them. So every single one of them, when they graduate the program, we're going to give them $1,000, okay? So all you need to do is let, let us know and we'll make that happen. Praise the Lord. Church, it is so good to be able to be a blessing. God wants us to touch people's lives. And, and you know, we are at the place in, in church life where God has done so much for us that we just want to really begin to make and continue to make practical changes in the lives of people and through ministries that are doing so many things. And I just want to say to all of you girls, we are in your corner. We're so proud of you. We are rooting for you. We know that better things are ahead for you, that the best is still yet to come. Thank you for being examples of changed lives. Thank you for sharing your stories with us. We are so inspired by them. And uh, we're grateful for each and every one of you. We're going to go ahead and receive our special offering now. Um, and everybody should have come prepared to give. And you can give in a couple of different ways. You can do it as the ushers come forward and receive it. The old-fashioned way, you can put it in the bucket. But you could also do it online. You can text the word give, and it'll bring you to the giving page. And you can choose special offering. You can go to the website and do it there. I want to thank you in advance for your generosity. I want to tell you, as your pastor, that I promise you that God will use all of this to enable us to continue to be a blessing. We have done so much this year. Matter of fact, earlier in the year, I don't even know if we told you guys this, but earlier in the year, we renovated the Hoving Homes entire kitchen for them. So they need a big kitchen there. So we renovated that entire thing. And uh, so many other things that God has done. Next week, we'll show you something else, another ministry that we're uh, giving into. So we just want to really be a blessing. And so I want to thank you all in advance for your generosity. I want to encourage each and every one of you to do your best. And, and let's let God not just bring blessing to us, but let's let God bring blessing through us. Amen.